Creditor who made claim but failed to update contact information, unable to obtain vacation of default judgment. The case is PIRS Capital LLC versus Williams, docket number 22-1723, 8th Circuit, December 8, 2022. The case is on appeal from the United States District Court for the Western District of Arkansas, Chief Judge Hickey. The issue in bankruptcy proceeding is claimant against whom adversary complaint is subsequently filed and served at address originally provided by claimant entitled to relief from a default judgment based on argument that address and contact were no longer correct by the time adversary complaint was filed. Holding, no. Summary of the case. PIRS Capital LLC purchased accounts receivable from Crossit Ford Lincoln, or CFL. As part of their relationship, PIRS purportedly made advance payments to CFL. CFL filed for Chapter 7 in March 2015. PIRS filed a timely proof of claim for over $137,000 in unpaid advances. The proof of claim listed its address as 40 Exchange Place, Suite 1607, New York, New York, 10005, and was signed by Alexander Parcel, listing managing partner as his title, and 40 Exchange Place, Suite 1607, as his address. In March 2017, bankruptcy trustee Renee Williams filed an adversary complaint against PIRS in the Western District of Arkansas Bankruptcy Court, seeking recoupment of almost $157,000 in transfers CFL had made to PIRS in the 90 days preceding the bankruptcy. One count of the complaint sought to disallow PIRS's claim until it fully paid the amount of the transfers to the trustee. Following review of the information set forth in the proof of claim, the trustee also checked the information PIRS had on file with New York's Department of State, which tracked in large part the information already in the trustee's possession. A Division of Corporations printout stated that PIRS had no registered agent. The selected entity address information listed the address to which the Department of State will mail process as Alexander Parcel, 40 Exchange Place, Suite 1606, New York, New York, 10005. However, in reality, PIRS had changed suites six months earlier and Parcel had departed a year previous. PIRS did not update this information in either the Proof of Claim or State Department website. The trustee proceeded to attempt service and, once apparently completed, sought and obtained a default judgment. Quote, Despite naming the wrong suite, 1607 instead of 403, the summons and complaint mailing was f- delivered to PRS at its 40 Exchange Place office on March 17. The return receipt was signed by A. Larinaga, then a PIRS assistant underwriter who was not authorized to receive service. Subsequently, the trustee served a motion for entry of default and motion for default judgment and a notice of a hearing on that motion on PIRS at Suite 1607. 
PIRS failed to respond. On July 28, the clerk of court filed an entry of default. On January 11, 2018, the bankruptcy court granted the trustee a default judgment for $156,864 plus the filing fee. The entry of default and notice of the default judgment were also sent to PIRS at Suite 1607. None of these notices and pleadings was returned as undeliverable. End of quote. Subsequently, in September 2020, the bankruptcy court sustained the trustee's objection to the proof of claim. This order was sent to PIRS at both suite numbers. PIRS, claiming that this was its first notice of an adverse action in the case, thereafter sought vacation of the default judgment pursuant to Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 60B-4 on the basis that the order was void due to lack of service and B-6 due to the deprivation of the full and fair opportunity to litigate its defenses. Quote, After an evidentiary hearing, the bankruptcy court denied the motion, concluding, one, the trustee properly effected service using the information PIRS provided in its proof of claim and exercised due diligence by researching the DOS website, and two, PIRS's failure to respond to the adversary complaint and subsequent motion for default judgment was due to its own failings, including making Parcel its agent for purposes of service, failing to update bankruptcy and DOS records, and failing to ensure mail would be forwarded to its new address. End of quote. The district court affirmed PIRS's arguments on appeal tracked those it made below. With respect to Rule 60b-4, the panel noted that this rule generally does not render an order void where there exists at least an arguable basis for jurisdiction, and adopted the bankruptcy and district court's holdings that there were several bases in favor of such a finding in the instant case. First, the Bankruptcy Code Service Rule allows service by mailing of the service documents to a corporation's officer or agent, and both the proof of claim submitted by PIRS and the New York Business Database indicated the address and individual to whom the process were directed were proper. Second, the record reflected actual receipt by a PIRS employee at the right address. Third, PIRS should not benefit from failing to ensure the trustee and State of New York had accurate information for it. Also, citing to Espinoza a bankruptcy case, any deficiency in adhering to the adversary complaint schedule rule would not constitute a jurisdictional defect. With respect to whether Rule 60b-4 afforded relief, the panel held that these circumstances were not exceptional as contemplated by the rule. End of decision.